0: AM and 100.9 FM, KWWN, Las Vegas. The 5 O'Clock Frenzy is presented by Nova Home Loans. Call
1: 577-2600 for help in buying a new home. Cofield & Company NFL Insider, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk, joins us now.
0: Miles on the way in just a minute here, Adam Hill. 5 O'Clock Hour, Steve Cofield, Damon Cofield & Company, ESPN. Las Vegas, a lot to get to. We'll uh, do a double check in on L.A. today. Arash from the Sporting Tribune is coming up at five thirty. We broke bread last week. Did you? Yeah, that was a that was a hoot. That's unfortunate. That was a hoot. Where'd you go, Willie? Arash and I went to an Italian joint. Oh, I know which one it is already. And <laughs> it's a deli. Willie's no. Um, like Willie's behavior, his demeanor is really interesting, uh, and I know Arash loves it. Um, it's the way he carries himself, like he's the king of the joint, which yeah. I sort of got a kick uh, a kick out of because they loved him there. The maitre d' and the servers and the hostess are like, "It's Willie, get it's him not, wherever he wants." It's not a place on West Spring Mountain, no. Okay. He, Arash got a chicken parm and it had a side of pasta. Uh, Willie got a, like, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of chicken that needed extra, a little extra time to cook. Needed like 35 minutes. I'm fine. You know, we're breaking bread. We're talking. Uh, those guys were polishing it off a real nice bottle of wine. which By the way, I didn't have any of. Of course. But three way split. Um, Arash has his side of pasta. Willie looks over. The server comes over, Willie looks over, and he goes, he's like, uh, that side. And does it, he circles his finger. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, you want a side of pasta? Okay, sir. I'm like, you don't have to speak at this place? He's only been there like four times. I was going
2: to say, have you, have you not been out with Willie to dinner No, I before? have. I have. I paid. how it goes.
0: I, I paid off. Well, I didn't know that. I, this, I, this is what happened. I find it really endearing. Um, yeah, it's good, man. He, he commands a table. They think he's a big deal. He is. I've been to the place that you know you, that you were talking about. We yeah. paid. I think I paid off a bet there, or he paid me. I don't know. Um, but it was good. But he was different at this place. The the the, the mater d freaking loved him. Was,
2: just was bringing
0: it. over different stuff. You know, I and mean, let me tell let me tell you something real quick. He apps. He said the first meal there, he didn't like it. The Mater d. Asked him how the meal was, and Willie was like, "You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think it was great." <laughs> okay. Right? That, that kind of—I mean—that leads me down the path of yes. He. That's not. That's nothing wrong with doing that. Let's bring in Miles
2: Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's what it was. Exactly. Miles needs Willie to go to dinner with him. So because Willie
0: will be the one that will send back food for someone else. Oh, Willie will be the heavy. Yeah. So he would see I, Miles dishing. Yeah, Miles, mouth. Miles, you don't have to. Do, Miles, you don't have to do it every time. Now we can we can have someone go with you. And 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 I was just telling the story. I don't know if you heard the part, but uh, our friend Willie, who's on the show, looked at someone else's plate, pointed to it, said uh, that, and circled his finger. And the guy's like, "Oh, you want that too? Okay." I'm like, this, this, this. we're doing nonverbal here.
3: Wow. Yes. So that's more impressive. I mean, I don't need Willie to send the food back. I was going to say, Adam could tell people that. I, I am more than happy yep. to do that myself, especially <laughs> if it is a steak that is not cooked properly. Yep. <laughs> at the at the Mall
2: of America Outback? It was not Mall of – was it the Mall of America Outback? Yeah, I yes, guess it, it was Mall of America. So we what? I'm America, traumatized we? by is it. Is the so steak yes. free? If you're paying for it, you can
0: send it back. Thank you, Steve. Exactly. I mean, really. Exactly. They're gonna get mad. They're gonna mad at, at Outback. Really? I, they I, weren't. I, I made it not. up to Miles Revenue endure
2: such a horrible meal by letting him enjoy Sizzler last year, which we will do again Jeez uh, when I'm down there at SoFi this year. I cannot uh, wait. I might. No, okay, I, I might great. want that.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> worth a trip. That's worth. That's worth covering a <laughs> Raiders game just for the Sizzler.
3: That is, that is the only time, I think, in my life that I have ever been to Sizzler. Uh, my uncle once wanted to go to Sizzler after he like got his MBA, and my mom said no. like That's not what we're doing. <laughs> wow. Like, we don't do
0: so, that in this house. That's
2: rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we can do better than Sizzler when you graduate, bro. That's literally what she said. It just made me think about it. Uh, week two of the preseason, Raiders and Saints play back-to-back days at SoFi Stadium. Uh, which is more intriguing to you? I didn't know yeah. that that was the case. Yeah. So
3: uh neither is more intriguing to me. What? I'll be at the beach somewhere. I don't care about preseason. Get out of here. You're
2: not gonna, Derek Carr and the Raiders in the same stadium back-to-back days. It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened. Uh I mean I'll I'll be there when Derek Carr
3: comes and plays the Rams on uh Thursday night football in December. That's more fun. And then you get a few days later Bill's Chargers uh, the weekend before Christmas like that, that to me that now you're talking about something good. But, you know, whatever that is, I don't like I'm 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 almost asleep by what you're wow. saying there. I mean, those guys, those teams, I think aren't they doing um, joint uh, they're doing joint practices. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's more interesting to me. I could go to do a little Thousand Oaks and uh, Costa Mesa double feature. I'll, I think Peter King's going to be doing that. I'll for be in Costa Mesa.
2: I mean, Costa Mesa. Come down there. Okay, I might. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's
0: that's even more motivation. Exactly. Okay. So what do we think today of Jimmy G being out there? He said uh, was not worried about the foot. I got to tell you, I had no insight on this, clearly. I was kind of worried. What do you think about Jimmy G being cleared? He's getting his money. He's out there. He's ready to go.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what they've said, you know, would be the case since everything came out with the foot injury, um, that he would be ready for training camp. And, you know, whenever it's Jimmy Garoppolo, you always have to kind of raise a little eyebrow and say, like, is this really going to be true um, when it comes to him and his injuries? And, you know, I, I never like to say a player is injury prone. But when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and what he's done throughout his career, he is injury prone, right? I mean, this is something that goes back to 20 uh, 20- 2016 when he was taken over for Tom Brady in those four games when Brady was suspended for deflate gate. And then he only got two starts because he got hurt and Jacoby Brissett had to come in and get those last two starts. So yeah, I mean, Garoppolo may be healthy today, which is good. This is as healthy as everybody is going to be the first day of training camp. Um, But you know, once you get into week five, week six, week seven, is Jimmy Garoppolo still going to be healthy? I don't know. But today, great, you know, the foot's healed and everything, and and, and that's the way it should be, because um, that's what they've said it was going to be. So at least they didn't lie to us about that.
0: Well, tell me if I'm a jerk or unprofessional because I was cynical about what they were telling us. But I was basing that on, one, it's a Belichickian organization. Two, mm-hmm. they really didn't release the information about the <laughs> surgery openly for months. Or should I just believe them on the word? You know what? Never have a lack of trust with Josh McDaniels ever again.
3: Oh, no. I mean, you never believe anything that a football team says on his face, right? I mean, this is the whole thing with Stefan Diggs and... Um, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, nobody n- really knows what the hell went on there either. You know, it's like one of those whatever happened there kind of situations. They know and they understand, but publicly they haven't necessarily told us the truth. So yeah, I think that there is always a reason to be cynical when you're talking about NFL teams and what they are or are not telling us, um, especially when it comes to injuries. And if they can hide something when it comes to injuries in the offseason, they're going to do that. So I don't, I don't think that you're being... Too cynical about that, Steve? At all?
0: I'm curious. Before we get back to the hardcore football, Miles Simmons is with us. Pro Football Talk. Adam Hill is. I was just thinking, as you were talking about Jimmy G, and you know we were just discussing his uh, his official arrival. Now, it is kind of amazing in each town how big the quarterback is, unless they're kind of a lousy player. How big the quarterback yeah. is in each town as a sports figure. I wonder in Vegas, Adam, is he? Is he the most followed person on the team, and I'm talking about casuals too, uh, next to Max Crosby? Or is Devontae Adams? I think he, it's Devontae. Okay. It are, are has to be Devante, are be right? yeah. uh, Devontae. Is, is Josh Jacobs ahead of Garoppolo?
2: Mm, th- th- I think they're close.
0: Okay. With the size of what the NFL is, is there any Vegas Golden Height on a Stanley Cup winning team that's bigger than the four biggest guys on the Raiders, like no. to the casuals?
2: in vegas or to a casual sports fan no, i'm talking nationally? i'm
0: talking in vegas oh yeah oh really okay
2: yeah i mean that, that, that's the golden knights are a separate entity here that are different you know we t- we've talked about this there's not hockey fans here there's golden knights fans here yeah. um mm-hmm. i mean that's that is the team because of that
0: what do you think miles does that sound absurd that a hockey player could be as big as an nfl player in a town
3: no certainly not i mean especially if the team has been as good as the knights have been since you know they've been there and um, the Knights are basically very, very well entrenched into the fabric of that city and the sports fabric of that city at this point. So, no, it doesn't doesn't shock me, especially given, how, like I said, how successful they've been. And, you know, the Raiders have not been successful since they've been there. They haven't really won many games in general, but they also haven't won many games at home.
2: So, you know, I, I think
3: that that makes a lot of sense.
2: Um I don't think we're going to come to a solution on running backs and what's going to happen with them in the future. But did Saquon no. Barkley screw everyone? I don't know if he screwed everyone, but
3: he certainly didn't, you know, take a stand or really help much. I mean, he didn't help Josh Jacobs. That's for damn sure. You know, whenever you basically take what they were offering you plus $900,000 more. It's kind of like they barely sweetened the pot. And so, yeah, I mean, if Josh Jacobs, from all accounts, he's angry at the Raiders, he's not happy with the Raiders, whatever. I mean, at a certain point, when do you with the Raiders kind of rescind the franchise tag and say, whatever, screw this, you know? Like, what? what I, I don't know what makes that point happen. Um, they've not gone out and signed another running back who ha- is anywhere near the caliber of a Josh Jacobs. But the thing about running backs is we all know that one of them can just come on, catch fire, and then all of a sudden you've got a viable starter for your team. So I don't really know where the stalemate between Josh Jacobs and the Raiders ends. I can see a scenario, though, in which josh jacobs becomes a free agent at some point in august or early september and he doesn't ever end up playing another down for the raiders and i, I think that that's you know unlikely but like i said i, I can see a scenario in which that
2: happens uh I, I don't know if you saw if it was uh rick spielman's comments uh that he basically said the reason this is dragged on is because the raiders actually don't want josh jacobs to sign
3: I mean, it's not the, <laughs> yeah, they made him offers that he would absolutely refuse is my understanding of what happened there um in before the franchise tag, uh, tagged player deadline for signing multi-year extensions. Yeah, I mean, like that's, something that they did. Now, I mean, they didn't want him for 2023 last year when they decided not to pick up the fifth-year option, right? That would have been an $8 million contract that they would have to pay him um, going into 2023. And now you have a situation where because you franchised him, you were going to pay him at least $2.1 million more than that. Um, and here, when you look at what Saquon Barkley did, Saquon Barkley very clearly wanted by. The New York Giants, who offered him a multi-year deal—oops, excuse me—I dropped something in here—that was better than the franchise tag um, that he would have gotten. So, look, I I think that Saquon Barkley and whoever was representing him made a miscalculation, and then they tried to get uh, the Giants to offer him that money again, and they weren't going to do it because why would the Giants do that? They didn't need to do it. So, the Giants and Saquon are in a very different situation, I think, based on where that team is how that team feels about that player and what that team could possibly do this year than the Raiders who are probably not going to be all that good. You know, they're still in the process of building. Sorry. Yeah, I know newsflash, I guess. But when you get rid of your quarterback and replace him with an injury prone one and what have they really done to improve all that much this offseason? I don't know. Like, I mean, what are are we doing? You know, and you're still in the division with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, who also may or may not be good, depending on what they do with their head coach. And, you know, the the Broncos should be better because now they have a competent head coach too. So I'm just saying, like, it's a two very different situations that we're talking about, and, like, that's why I can see the scenario in which Josh Jacobs does not necessarily return to the Raiders to play this
0: year. Did Justin Herbert get himself a good deal?
3: Yeah, absolutely he did. I mean, you can look at it um, from the standpoint of like, oh, wow, it's plus 50 in new money over those five years. Or as uh, my guy Mike Florio did at ProFootballTalk.com points out that, well, if you count the whole contract, it's the average annual value of 42 point blah, blah, blah. But I mean, look, whenever you're getting like $100 million from a signing bonus, like that's a pretty damn good deal, right? You know, that's money that he was not going to get if he had not signed this contract, because this year I think his salary was something around 3.5 million. Then The next year would have been 29 or something like that. But when you get that big signing bonus, now you're literally set for life. And all you have to do is go out there and play football. And by all accounts, that's what Justin Herbert wants to do. So yeah, I think from that standpoint, he did get himself a good deal. Now that opens the door for Joe Burrow to eclipse it. And then also for Patrick Mahomes to eclipse Joe Burrow. And like I, That's kind of the way these things work. That makes sense to me. Um, And Joe Burrow has earned, I think, a contract that uh, is better in money and whatever else uh, than Justin Herbert based on what they've done in their
2: careers. Are the Bengals going to have a problem having enough money to actually sign Burrow to the guaranteed money that he wants?
3: Uh, They could, but I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem as it might have been in the past. I mean, the Bengals are bringing in more revenue because of what Joe Burrow's done. Right. And they've, you know, put a name on the stadium. Now it's Paycor stadium instead of just Paul Brown. And, you know, they've, they've done other things. So, I mean, yeah, you have the escrow problem, but I, I don't think that that's gonna be as big of a deal as it might've been in the past. Why, why do you think Burrow or excuse me, Herbert didn't push for a fully guarantee? Because he doesn't care. I, I think, you know, Everything that I've ever heard and observed about Justin Herbert, he's not that kind of guy that's going to push for something like that to kind of really break the mold. I think Joe Burrow is – I'll put it this way. If Joe Burrow already had a Super Bowl, I think he would push for it more than uh, Justin Herbert would, right? And, and, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is another one of those guys – that could absolutely do this, you know, and get a guaranteed contract a la Deshaun Watson because what evidence do we have that Patrick Mahomes is not going to fulfill that contract and earn every single dollar and he'd still probably be underpaid, right? So I think, but both of those guys aren't really wired that way. And so Joe Burrow today was talking about why he's not holding out, you know, and he basically said, I need these reps because I haven't had them before and I think that it's gonna be really valuable for me to go into the regular season having done things in training camp and built things up. Cause I mean, last year, remember he had the appendectomy, uh, 21, he was coming off the ACL and 2020 his rookie year was COVID. So he's never really had a full training camp to get himself right for the season. Um, and I'm, I'm really high on the Bengals this year. And I think that Joe Burrows is motivated as anybody. I think that getting uh, Orlando Brown Jr. as their left tackle is going to be huge. So, I mean, they're, you didn't ask me but they're my pick to win the super bowl in part because joe burrow is so motivated to get this thing done and that all i think plays into why he wouldn't want that fully guaranteed dealer wouldn't push for it because they're working and they're still building and they're still clawing their way up to getting to the point where they can win a super bowl and they leave no doubt
1: when it comes to the quarterbacks that are hey i'm unselfish i just want the team to win. the contract really doesn't matter could they help out the running backs a little bit more and say, hey, take off a couple million and just give it to my running back? Particularly Justin Herbert, where Austin Eckler is the lead running back that's like, I deserve more money.
3: Yeah, that's too bad for uh, Austin Eckler. I I mean, I'm sorry. But, like, look,
1: when you look at
3: uh, – and no, they're not going to do that. I, I mean, the the only running backs that, that get those kinds of things are the ones that earn them, right? I mean – And you have to look at every situation, and every situation is different. Austin Eckler caught 100 passes and scored all those touchdowns because they had a crappy offensive coordinator in Joe Lombardi who couldn't figure out a way to get Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert with his laser rocket arm, to throw the ball down the field, right? So if you're throwing a billion passes out or behind the line of scrimmage, your numbers are going to get inflated if you're Austin Eckler. Now we're just talking about Joe Burrow, right? they gave joe mixon the squeeze because of the running back market and basically were like "Mm, take a pay cut or else and joe mixon said fine i'll take the pay cut because i'm probably not going to get anything better than that on the open market so look i mean these are economic realities of being a running back right now and so you know the the other funny thing about this is when you look at the running backs who are kind of leading that zoom call that was talked about right you've got guys like eckler who i'm sorry but like you know he's part of the issue too Right, Because he was an undrafted free agent that came in and then was really good. And then you're like, oh, I guess we'll pay this guy a little bit of money. And then they did. So that's part of it. right? Where you have a young guy who is an undrafted in guy and then comes in and can perform at a high level. That That's why these running backs aren't getting paid as much as your quarterbacks. Because you can't just plug and play any old guy in your system and make it work unless you're Kyle Shanahan. So thinking about all of that, it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not really one of these people who's like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. You know, running backs should do blah, blah, blah. I, I understand what the economic realities are, and I don't think it's a very nice thing to say, but it just is. And and this is the other point I want to make. Uh, it, guys like Derrick Henrys of the world, right? The McCaffreys of the world, the Nick Chubbs of the world that were on that Zoom call, and they're like, oh, we're mad. Like, Well, you guys already got your contracts. You know, you pay guys like that, Because they're special. Uh, How, you know? So, like, that's where it's kind of like, I don't know. I I don't know that Austin Eckler is really that special. And that's why he's not getting the money that some of those other guys get.
0: I wonder if Eckler's making decent money on the endorsement front in LA. I'm putting you on the spot, but I wonder. Uh, um,
3: I I don't feel like I see Eckler's face many plays that the chargers aren't that popular here still. Why? So, you
0: know, I know the Rams were there. Are you, are you going to sell me that rampage? The Ram is uh, more marketable than Eckler. Oh God. Why, why does the rampage? The Ram have a freaking Porsche he's to driving, drive.
3: Driving a Porsche so week. It's great. What in the world is that? What the hell is going on at my old employer? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> They've run out of players. They have so many players and so many endorsement deals are like, hey, who wants a Porsche? Give it to the yeah, mascot. I know. Yeah. That's some good eating right there.
3: Yeah, I guess so, man. Nice work if you can get it. They should have done stuff like that when I was there. Why couldn't the writers and, you know, online uh, video people get some stuff? Don't be
0: jealous. It's, un- we it's unbecoming. I, I,
3: well, I mean, like, we got to drive Hyundais and, you know, mm-hmm. a Genesis G80. Those were our company wow. vehicles back then. So I'm maybe revealing too much. I don't know. But, yeah, those were nice, but I would I would
2: certainly like to drive a Porsche. Well, I was going
0: to say, it sounds like a deal with Sizzler could be on the table, but it's you've true. already mixed oh, it. it. Why do to you down. be more open?
2: Yeah. Uh, didn't they get you yeah. a ring? Uh,
3: I, I do have a loser ring, yes, it's uh, true, from the uh, NFC, NFC championship, championship game in 2018. It's got to be worth something. <laughs> nice. Oh, It's worth it to me. I love it. It's a nice
0: memento. Get you a down payment on a Porsche, something close to it. (laughs) I don't think so. All right, Miles, have a wonderful week. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for uh, being (laughs) a little flexible this week doing a Wednesday spot. No problem, guys. Take care. There he is, Miles Simmons coming up. Arash will join us uh, more on Herbert, uh, more on the Chargers, one of the rivals of the Raiders in the AFC West. Time to qualify. Another person for our Lotus Summer of Fun, 364-1100, 364-1100, Caller number seven, you qualify for a chance to win four tickets to an aviators game. We've got a weekly grand prize trip every week, uh, eight trips in eight weeks. This week it is to go to Florida. Uh, you get to go to Orlando's Disney World, Orlando Universal Studios, plus a tour of the Kennedy Space Center. Or you can just take the cash, that's $3,000. Take the trip, take the cash. Lotus Summer of Fun, 364-1100. Call in, Damon will qualify you. Caller 7 It's the Lotus Summer of Fun, another trip going out at the end of the week. Max Crosby, good job by Demon there. We're going to talk to Arash from the Sporting Tribune in about five minutes. Adam Hill, Cofield. We did the arena earlier. It's a a weekly show, two to three. Greg Salerno from over on uh, Comp hosted, so I went in, debated with him. And one of his topics was on Jalen Brown, and the topic was, is this deal going to hurt the Celtics in the future? So I was all teed up. To go at him, because I assumed as a casual sports fan, he hates the deal. And my take was, it's a good deal. It's That's the next level money, and then Jason Tatum's going to get $65 million a year. Why do so many people care about what Jalen Brown gets versus what Justin Herbert gets? And I mean negative on it. Because you can make a case, I think DeMond wanted to earlier, that Herbert maybe doesn't deserve to be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Jalen Brown is a top 30 player. He just averaged 26 plus a game. His metrics are mostly going up. And if you're a Celtics fan, you should be thrilled because that means they're willing to spend way over the the luxury cap. And they're going to keep Tatum and Brown together. And then, I don't know, Salerno tried to come back, and he's like, now it's going to be tough to trade him if they want to break it up. They don't win a title this year. They're going to break him up. No, they're not. That's the whole point. That's why you sign someone a $300 million deal. He's there. And so is Tatum. They're not breaking it up. Make everyone around them better. And your point on the contract about, you know, being no first
1: $300 million guy. Where it's people just don't understand the, the salary cap in the NBA or just, oh, everything's such a bad deal. I saw a tweet, was like, oh, he's making more in a year than the Celtics, you know, Big Three did in like an 08 or whatever. Yeah, okay. and Larry Bird and Kevin McHale were the only guys from 86 that they made over a million dollars. Where it's like these things change. It's not just, oh, they're making so much money. It's a percentage of the salary cap. Yes, the, the TV rights deals or whatever, you know, it's that good for them. It's a percentage of the cap. I remember when Mike Conley, me being a Grizzlies fan, Mike Conley's the highest paid player in the NBA? Yeah, because that's just whose turn it was.
0: He was, about well, the first $200 million man. Then Curry was the first $300 million man. And fact is, in this country, leagues that are growing because of the TV interest and the TV deals, it's the NFL and the NBA. So if – you want to get mad that Connor McDavid's only making 12 mil a year and Jalen Brown's making 60. Go to Gary Badman and the owners and go get your crap together. Make your sport more popular. Yeah. Why are you not generating that kind of money? And by the way, the NBA, is it's going to get bigger from here. They're getting more money in the next wave of TV. No, it's
2: not true. Starting four or five years ago, the NBA and NFL were done. They are finished. Mm-hmm. They are going down, I
0: think. One of the dumbest takes ever. <laughs> and it also shows that the people who would put that up on social media – don't watch, and you have no power.
2: <laughs> Correct. Silly.
0: So you'd like to affect change, but you have no power. But because, I think, because too many people watch the NFL and the NBA.
2: But just in terms of the of the contract thing, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But there is two arguments, right? One is, hey, that eats up so much of a salary cap. You shouldn't do that. You're tying yourself into that. Those are arguments that are worth having. The people that are like, oh, I can't believe they're making $30 million to shoot a bat. Shut up. Stop with that take. That's ridiculous. I don't need you around. <laughs>
0: All right, time to check in on L.A. and Vegas, of course. Arash Markazi. now a resident of both cities, now a resident of both cities. Today's at SoFi, though, covering soccer. We'll get to that. Arash, how are you, buddy? I am good.
4: My my my, my hope was to be in the first spot, but traffic is not ah, today. I'm coming to from
0: the car. Come on, your first spot, and you're uh oh, Now we're really feeling the L.A. We're on the road. I'm, what what I'm, uh, road? What road are you stuck on?
4: Well, uh, I'm on centuries it, it, it's, it's nonstop uh traffic here. You got Arsenal fans, you got Barcelona fans, everyone's very excited for tonight's friendly. Do we
2: do we know if they're going to actually play some of their players cuz last night there was a an issue with Manchester United in San Diego.
4: A great question, Adam, because I don't think so. And so, like, all these fans get super excited. They're one time to see these best teams that they watch on TV. And, yeah, the superstars are probably not going to play, which is unfortunate. Again, like, at least take the field, the pitch, right, uh, for five minutes. And then you can kind of put in the the subs. But, yeah, from what I believe, we are not going to get any big names here tonight.
2: Yeah, if we actually cared about soccer here, there would have been a huge controversy because Manchester United threw their youth lineup out on the field and an inexperienced goaltender freaked out and took out Wrexham's star player. And he has a he has a punctured lung now No, because they threw out a guy that didn't know what he was doing out on the field, and now Wrexham's season is in jeopardy before it starts, which is a disaster. It's also why you understand why sometimes people don't play players. But it's why, if some teams do play their players, the other team throwing inex- inexperienced guys out there really sucks. Uh, but we saw that last night down at Snapdragon. Um, how excited is LA for some of these soccer games?
4: I think very excited. I mean, SoFi in particular, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk. You know, could SoFi host the final for the World Cup? It will be a key venue for the 2026 World Cup. Um, from everyone I've talked to, it'll likely be a semi final destination, whether it's the Dallas or whether it's New Jersey, that'll be the final. Most likely Texas. I, I, I keep hearing Jerry's World. Uh, that'll get the final. But uh, like at the very least, SoFi Stadium has proven to be a fantastic venue for soccer. Same with the Legion Stadium. Now, I guess why they didn't want to be in the World Cup mix. I mean, I, I think they knew they would not get a semifinal or a final. That being said, I still would have
0: loved to have seen a World Cup match staged in Las Vegas. Rosh is with us. He's getting ready for a big soccer game in L.A. at SoFi, uh, Barcelona, and Arsenal. Alright, I'm going to bring the show down a little bit because we haven't hit this all day. and its I mean, it's really devastating to, to hear this, but uh, what's the latest, and I don't know if there's a big reaction in L.A. to Bronny out of practice and cardiac arrest. I mean, this is just... Yeah, obviously you don't see anything like this coming with such a young guy, and I wonder how it affects his future now.
4: I I think that's the big question, because the thing with Bronny wasn't really so much this upcoming season at USC. It was really like, is he going to be one and done? Will he go in the first round? Will LeBron stay true to what he said, where... He wants to play with his son. So would would that be some kind of a package deal? Because if LeBron really were to make a firm commitment to that being a package deal, the feeling was that Bronny would probably be selected a lot higher than perhaps he should have. Now with what we found out and Bronny's doing well from all accounts, but I believe he's still in the hospital. What does the future hold? I mean, it doesn't seem likely that he is going to be one and done. And quite frankly, we have to see what the tests come back and how he's doing and how his heart is. And will he have a career? And I really hope he does. The unique thing here is USC had a freshman center a year ago, July of 2022. So really one year ago, the same thing happened. That player didn't Come back and play this past season, but I mean, the future is the big question. Can he become this player that LeBron gets to play with one time, one season, and then retire?
0: Yeah, we're not doctors, obviously, so it's hard to comment on this thing beyond you know any sort of diagnosis and why this happened and what the future holds. So we'll let that story develop. Arash is with us, Sporting Tribune. Uh, great site covering both L.A. and Vegas and uh, Hawaii as well. Of course, we're the ninth island here. Um, Arash with Justin Herbert. I don't have a good read on the Chargers moving the needle really anywhere. I I actually was watching a little bit of San Diego Sports Talk Radio this morning, and they almost admitted, like, we're not allowed to talk about this, which I think is one of the dumbest things ever. I would still talk Chargers, and I guess I would get fired for talking about NFL in San Diego. In L.A., I mean, the quarterback in every city is like the biggest character in town from a sports standpoint. Is this getting any coverage, a $262 million deal?
4: No, you know, because the Chargers, and I don't know if you rank them, how low they are on the totem pole. They are very low. Um, What it was, they they always thought they were a part of a supermarket here where they, we own Southern California. The Rams left. The Raiders left. We're in Southern California. We're a two-hour drive. We're a two-hour train ride. The fact of the matter is Los Angeles doesn't care about San Diego. They don't care about the Padres, and for 50-plus years, they didn't didn't care about the Chargers. So when the Chargers moved to Los Angeles, it was like a non-story, the columns that were done, and the, the, the general reaction was, we don't want this team here. And so in a perfect world, really, the Chargers would have gone to Vegas, which would have, they would have been very appreciative to have their own pro football team. It is very hard for the Chargers to move the needle here. That being said, they lucked into a franchise quarterback with Justin Herbert. They, beginning this season, have a chance to maybe move that needle a little bit because the Rams are not going to be that good. And the Chargers, on paper, have the ability to do something. That being said, they're in the toughest division in the league, though.
2: How quickly would fans jump on board if they were to be a winner?
4: It's so tough to tell because I'll tell you this with the Rams. They they became the hot team, but guys like you, you saw the turnout for the parade, and, and they really did the worst thing possible where they followed up a Super Bowl campaign with the worst season since they've had, since they've come back to Los Angeles. So it's a very fickle town, and I don't mind saying that, but it's it, um, like if the Chargers were to go on a run here, and then they were to flame out again. So the Rams have a terrible season a year ago. The Chargers are good. They make the playoffs, and they do exactly what the fans here joke, joke about. They They are viewed as the Clippers. Because the National Football League, where they'll take a twenty-seven point lead on the Jacksonville Jaguars and then choke, but that that like like them having a successful season and making the playoffs, like even that doesn't go their way because they choke in the most dramatic fashion possible. Check it out: the Sporting Tribune
0: is with us here for another minute. Um, Dodgers lost today. Blue Jays came in, beat them eight to one. So there's a story up there by. Uh, <laughs> Grant Mona, also uh, Fernando Ramirez had the Herbert story about the extension. Uh, our buddy Steve Carp wrote about Jimmy G today, so lots of good stuff up there at thesportingtribune.com. we got to close on this one. Um, I hadn't mentioned it the last couple of days, Arash, but uh, folks, please go to the Sporting Tribune. Please click on their banners. Please help them build this empire because I went to dinner with Arash and Willie Ramirez. And Arash's staff dinner budget especially in vegas man help the guy out help the guy out
4: (laughs) hey but at least willie took us to a spot where he knew the gm he just had a point to his plate if he wanted some more pasta and some more uh, wine but listen i mean happy happy to help out my staff i know carpy if he's out there listening I always like to
0: take him out to, to a nice well, not, uh, so. Arash, stop. Stop overpromising. This is how you've gotten yourself in trouble. All right? It's twice <laughs> It's twice a year. It's twice a year. That's it. So twice pumped. a
4: year. So pumped to be back in Vegas. The fight this weekend, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about it. Spence Crawford, not only fighting a year, the best fight we've had in boxing in the last five
0: years. I'm so pumped for this weekend. Are you coming back? You're in. You're in, uh, in Vegas for the weekend? <laughs> I'll be back first thing in the morning for the press conference. All right. We'll see you over there. We're going to be on Radio Row on Friday. So, Arash, we appreciate it. Drive safe, buddy. We'll talk to you. Good day. See you. Bye. And he's driving everywhere. He's covering everything. I didn't know he was coming back for uh, Spencer Crawford.
2: Well, he pretends to be part of Las Vegas.
0: He's got like seven sandwiches. You have none.
2: I don't believe that.
0: Well, he did, he actually did admit the one at T-Mobile was a one-off. They just did it for him that night. Yeah. To get on top. And if you go to his sub place – um You can. It may not be on the menu. I'll give him a pop, Ikes. If you go there, I think he said if you just ask for the five hundred, they can look it up and make it. But okay, I, I forgot. I forget what's in the so sandwich. Not you remember? To,
2: it's, I think it's whitefish and. No, uh, it's not whitefish. It's don't, tuna.
0: don't stop. <laughs> See what he's doing here? He's sabotaging. It's. He probably gets a cut of the sandwich. It's not whitefish. Tuna, whitefish,
1: smelt. <laughs> no smelt.
0: You're an that's the Larry David. But that's it's uh, going back to his comments about Herbert. It is, it is so bizarre that you can have an. I mean, we have obviously the Raiders are going to have to build a, an audience here, but we still cover them and people are still interested, even if they're not hardcore Raiders fans. It's the NFL. I, I mean, how do you, how do you move an NFL team and you get lost in the sports scene, in a city,
2: oh. by going to a place they don't want
0: you. Oh. Okay.
2: I was. Listening. Why are you holding back? No, no, no. I'm. I was trying to make a comparison. Here's the thing: if you are a professional sports franchise that thinks the
0: grass is greener and
2: you relocate to a city that doesn't want you, it's not going to be any
0: better. Mm, that's a good tease. It's a real good tease for what's coming up. You listen to uh, Oakland. We'll get to that in a second. The arash is not whitefish. Smelt. No. Is that a thing? It has fried chicken. I'm in. And white I'm in. Fish, and whitefish. No, Salmon, fried chicken, children. cheddar, purple slaw, wasabi mayo, and honey mustard. Ike makes a lot of great sandwiches. That's not one of them. Don't don't get down on the. Earth. I had it
2: at the at Radio Road the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, coming back, we the will get sucks we, more than he does. We will get to the A's and there's something weird developing. Are we getting alternate stadium plans? Is Adam Hill, for a second time in the show, going to be able to go, I told you so. Cofield
4: and Company presents.
2: Hey, hold on.
4: Grab Bag.
2: Don't touch it. Don't even look at it.
4: Only on
0: ESPN Las Vegas. Stick
4: your hand in there, Dave.
0: As always, we refrain from talking much A's on the show. Because I get a lot of I told you so. Keep them. And I, I know what's going on. I know what's going on. Well, So yesterday they had that – was it yesterday? They had that stupid sell the team chant at a Giants game. Like, cut it out. He's not selling the team. He's got a sweetheart deal here. He's not selling the team. He's going to move it. And if he chooses to stay in baseball, then John Fisher will stay in baseball. If he chooses to sell it, he's now got an organization that's probably worth more than it was going to be even in a major market or a major you know, uh, metropolis like – Oakland and San Fran. So he ain't selling the team, okay? It's not going to happen. And as Adam suggested about two months ago, the Vegas deal is awesome for him because one, they've inflated the price of the stadium, and two, he'll never have to throw his own money into this. He's getting a loan from Nevada. He's getting a loan from Clark County. He'll get a loan from a bank, and that'll be what covers in excess of a billion dollars. And PSLs. And PSLs, which I don't think will generate much, but maybe it will. Um, Oh, well, that's only a little over a billion. The stadium's going to cost 1.5, 1.6. No, it won't. Because you're already seeing the footprint they're going to build on is nine acres. To have a retractable roof, or even half retractable, the roof has to go somewhere. So that means it's got to cover probably 13 acres total, which is the smallest footprint for a retractable seat or a retractable dome stadium. And then we get floated... Hey, here's an open air concept. Here we go. <laughs> which, if they don't have a roof, then all of a sudden the stadium is more like $1 $1.1 billion, $1. one billion, one point one billion, one point two. I just told you the math. He won't have to put any money out. Where? What do you think? Well, it's
2: more instead of retractable, it'll be a roof. But they'll open, they'll like open some
0: lanai doors like a lead. Right. So now, which by the way, they never open it. Right.
2: But they also <laughs> they were like, this is your open air stadium. Here it is. Yeah. Like, wait, what? I thought. Retractable? Uh well, open. Yeah, like so. far is technically open. It's considered open air. <laughs> Give me a break. Because remember, there was a weather delay. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, but that's considered open air technically. So, I mean, th- I think that's kind of what they're looking at. Is hey, we put a roof on it, but we put either some windows or maybe like turn the roof. So, there's, you think like, it's slats. gonna be ha- it's gonna be
0: a half roof or a roof like the Raiders have?
2: That was one concept. But I, I, I even think they might go with like. If you almost like a blinds where you like just turn it, it's like slats that now it's open. What? Yeah. So the roof doesn't have to go anywhere, it just has to turn downward. And it's like an air conditioning vent. Like it's almost something like that. But from the beginning, one of the things I said when they were in legislature was, Can you please get a guarantee that they're going to spend this much money on the stadium? Nobody ever got that done. Nobody even ever asked, Where'd the number come from? Where is this number coming from that you're throwing out there? One point six billion. Where? Who? Who's doing? You don't even have a design yet. Mm-hmm. So how do you know
0: the cost? If it's far less, can we take some of the money back? It's the biggest contribution the, the uh, major league team has thrown into a stadium in years, except that it's not. Yeah, because the stadium is not one point five or one point six billion. No, and we're already. Like you said we're already starting to see it.
2: And by the way, the other part that I said, they're counting the land. The A's are counting the land as their contribution. That they're throwing land in. Yeah, they're like, well, for, hey, the one point five. Well, six hundred thousand is that land,
0: or six hundred million? I was going to say it's not yeah, six hundred thousand. Six hundred million is the land. Are they counting? You think they're counting all yes. all thirty acres, or just the nine they're no. using? I think I, they're probably going to count or, all of it. Whatever the valuation yeah. of the, the they're land probably
2: like, is, I oh, got the land. I mean, that's part of the, our contribution too.
0: Here's the thing: we could sit here and and hammer state level and county level politicians they they knew what was going on nope no I don't think they did you think some of them got fooled
2: absolutely come on I mean, they're
0: not that naive no I'm sure uh no I'm sure the talk was <laughs> okay. listen there there are powers that be on the strip that have influence with our legislators and I'm not saying it's like something evil it's just reality and they're like hey if you want this then of course we'll vote yes for it
1: Yes. So is it naivete or they just got worked over? Uh,
0: I don't. I think less than I'll say less than twenty percent got worked over. It, you, it, you would have. It would to have be been f- very
2: easy to switch it to, we'll Matt, for every four dollars you put in, we'll throw a dollar in, or every four dollars we'll put two dollars, whatever. Change this to that instead of here's your here's your money, because the whole thing was hey we're gonna give you three seventy five, but then if you're putting one point two, this actually seems like a good deal for us.
0: But you if you're would, not. It's terrible. You would have to be an idiot to sit there and listen to Steve Hill and Jeremy Aguero and then watch Dave Cavill speak for like two minutes and watch the owner refuse to speak to not have your Spidey senses go up and go, All right, I know there's something wrong here. I'm still gonna vote yes because this is what people want me to do. They they knew. I don't think they have enough
2: understanding of sports. I mean, they're
0: gonna have maybe they'll have you know plausible deniability down the road and be like, Oh, what what happened? They just didn't tell us about this. You had to know it was coming.
2: I I, don't, I generally I, I
0: don't think don't you have know. to know sports. It's it's just dealing with businesses. They, they they don't deal with businesses asking for tax breaks, and state investment but all I, the I, time. I don't think it's that. It's more oh, Major League Baseball is coming. What's well, not Major League? This baseball. is our only it's chance those, to get a team. Yeah, that 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 line is right. the greatest ever. So, so dumb. Yeah.
2: Which is dumb. I can't that, even believe, you know can't even believe no Steve Hill said that. That's how, they, that's how you have no idea what they're <laughs> – the, they, that's how you know that they have no idea what was being talked about. Yeah. Because there was
0: really no pushback on that. Yay, baseball. <laughs> Stick your hand in there, Dave. Yay, baseball. And come 2024, 2025, you're listening to Cofield & Company. Flip over in 30 minutes, Pre-game show for the A's is on 1230 The Game. Enjoy the game. Oh, no, they're definitely
1: bumping us. What are you True talking it. about? They're I, lo- deep I deep love game. baseball. <laughs>
0: After Cofield and company on tape delay. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, we're on tape delay, There they are? They are. We'll be live, trust me. I might not be here, but this, show, this slot will be live. Wow. Ooh. The A's they're, come, you leave? Is that what you're saying? What do you mean you may been, not uh, be No. Here. No, I'm saying I, I believe if – I have no idea who – they're not on radio don't, right now. You uh, know that, don't right? Don't forget, yeah.
2: it was floated, 4 p.m. start times.
0: That would be amazing.
2: They floated that. Yeah. John Fisher in that. They floated it out to the L.A. Times.
0: I'm sure we'll be welcome with open arms to do our show from the stadium. <laughs> Live remotes.
1: What? <laughs> I'll sell out once they get here, though. I'll put that on the record. <laughs> I can't be bald.
0: Well, you've you've actually been pretty smart since you've been on Kofi company. I don't think you've really said a whole lot about it. I think that's strategic.
2: You was chanting sell the team earlier.
0: Yeah, why'd you do that? You I'm just su- tired of support them.
1: Support them. Yeah, I'm tired of them. Actually, that sell was the, the
0: beginning it. You said stop doing yeah, sell the team. Enough. It's our team. It's our team.
1: Fisher, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Okay. There you
0: go. I like that. That's that's you. For whatever, forever along long you need to do that.
1: Sell the tea. Get in the
0: fold.
2: Sell the tea.
0: All right, we are out of here. Check social media for uh, videos and audio after the show. Thanks to Arash and Miles in the 5 o'clock hour for coming on. Come on, thank you. The Yankees are in Maryland to take on the Baltimore Orioles Saturday starting at 3.30 on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9
4: FM, KWWN Las Vegas.